0: If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm gonna say a little bit too much. This is oversharing with me, Erica Shea. Hello, welcome back. I know this episode's going up a little later than normal on a Tuesday. And to be totally honest, I've been pretty creatively drained lately. And I think that is because I've been traveling so much nonstop and I just haven't really had a moment to like settle down. And that's been a little hard on me. So last night, I recorded an episode. And while I loved what I talked about, it also just something about it felt like I was just like, doing it to do it. And I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I really didn't want to ever put out episodes that I felt like I just did because I felt like I had to. Um, And then today, I was so glad that I didn't just go ahead and release that episode because I was sitting here and I randomly saw like a tweet or something. I don't remember what it was. I was just sitting on social media. And I saw someone posts something about, oh, their younger self. And I was like, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk to and about my younger self. Honestly, I do like a lot of therapy. Um, I've been regularly in therapy since I think it was July of 2020. So we're on over two years. I go sometimes once a week, sometimes once a month, sometimes every six weeks. It really just depends on kind of where I'm at and what's going on in my life. And basically, if I have new things going on, no matter how good or bad they are, I tend to be in therapy a little bit more. And I find that so much of that, and I don't know why I said I find, as if this is like a new (laughs) groundbreaking thought, but so much of therapy work is realizing why you react to things the way you do now based on what has happened in your life or how you were brought up or the thoughts and narratives you had when you were younger um so i i really relate a lot of like the things that i kind of thought about for this episode to therapy and uh, shout out to my therapist because she rocks and a couple weeks ago we had like this crazy mind-blowing realization that i've been more affected by things that have happened to me in relationships than i even have admitted to myself up until this point and someday i'm going to do like a much bigger episode on therapy. But just so you know, um, I'm not, I I couldn't possibly be like this self-aware and reflect on these things to my younger self without it. So man, oh man, can't recommend it enough to you guys. I really, really, really do. Uh, I'm just going to start kind of chronologically and go back through some periods in my life and kind of talk about the things I would tell that girl. So to my very younger self, I'm talking about like elementary school, you will not always be so insecure about Feeling like you looked different from everyone else. So I was a really, really tall kid. (laughs) Like I was four nine in the second grade. And looking back at photos, there's so many pictures where I'm so much taller and honestly just bigger than my girls, like my girlfriends who are a lot of them are still my girlfriends to this day. And I don't think I knew what being insecure was at the time. But I definitely like developed insecurities based upon feeling just like so much bigger than the other kids in my grade. And I not only felt like I looked different, but I also felt like I was less athletic and I was just like way too tall and I never felt pretty. And I actually remember one of the first times someone like stopped me and told me I was really pretty. And obviously, I think I was told that throughout my life, but this was like the first time from a somewhat stranger. And it was in middle school and I like couldn't believe that someone said that to me. Um, And then, and then I'm going to be honest, I think it spiraled a weird other way where I like became obsessed with people telling me that. But to the little girl who really didn't think she was the bee's knees at all, like, you're just not always going to feel that way. And I think, obviously, we all go through like highs and lows. And sometimes I feel like that insecure little girl. But um, I often have to remind myself that things are so different from then. And I've worked so hard on my body image. And some days it is still such garbage. And some days I get really focused on what's on the scale versus, you know, what's reality. Because sometimes you gain weight when you're working out really hard. And sometimes you lose weight when you just are laying around and so anxious and you can't eat. Right? And like, so focusing on what's on the scale is so bad. But I've worked so hard on healing, I guess. That's such a buzzword. But on healing that piece of me that really really struggled with um, my body image and it gets so much better than it was and you don't have to feel forever i understand feeling it at the time because i was you guys i was like a foot taller than my best friend (laughs) like it was comical at a time but um you won't always feel like the big kid uh to my middle school self this is more of a positive don't worry I think it's amazing that you actually figured out exactly what you want to do for a living when you were like 13. I remember telling people on my middle school campus, I would tell people, I want to be the next Ryan Seacrest. Obviously, I am not comparing myself to him just yet. Um, I think I obviously still have a lot of work to do in order to get to that caliber. But come on. I mean, I did work for him for like six years. And if that isn't manifestation from a very young age, then I don't know what is. I'm actually really constantly impressed that at so young, I I saw what he was doing with his career and was like, I'd like to do that. And I also want to say like, I was so unapologetically myself in middle school. I would, I had this group of like really close girlfriends, and we would be like, Girls, let's wear skirts and Uggs today. And I don't ever remember, sure, later in life, I felt embarrassed by that. And we were kind of like, well, what were we doing? But I don't ever remember feeling embarrassed at all by not being quote unquote cool in middle school. I think I actually just loved not being what was necessarily considered cool in middle school. And I I had such great friends. And actually going back to the girl in elementary school, so many of those girls are still my friends now. And especially in middle school as well, like my best friends are still my best friends. It never mattered to us if we were cool or if we were not cool and especially in middle school it definitely in high school I think that plays a part for everyone but in middle school I'm so proud of who I was and I really just I had this like newfound confidence at like 12 and 13 to be just so unafraid of telling people that was also when I started loving Taylor Swift and like that just grew. I was so unafraid to tell people like how much I knew about her and how much I loved music, which wasn't really cool at the time. And, you know, that I knew exactly what I wanted to do and that I I just I just was myself. And what's so funny is I think looking back, I'm the exact same girl now, obviously with a lot more self-awareness and growth and I'm 16 years older than that, but um I'm still so much the same as I was back then. I actually think I'm less shy in a way. I wasn't shy. I just wouldn't like go up and talk to people on my own as much back then. But um, I'm really proud of that 12 and 13 year old to recognize things that she loved and to just beat her, her own drum in that way and to have a tight knit group of girlfriends who a lot of them are still super important to her to my high school self, uh. Don't get into petty fights with your girlfriends. They're not worth it because these girls are literally still by your side today. I was just at a wedding a couple of weeks ago with all 15 of the girls that were my core group in high school. Like all 15 of us showed up. And if that is not a huge, like, Honestly, accomplishment in a way. Like we've all stayed connected, and we we work for that those relationships. Like we don't just let them disappear. We go on trips together. We make plans. We make sure we see each other when we're all in town. And I'm just really proud of who each of them are. And I know I talked a bit about them in in my last episode about female friendships, or two episodes ago about female friendships. But don't get into petty fights with them because it doesn't really matter. We didn't have many. We were pretty good about that, but there were a handful that it's like, what were we doing? But also to my high school self, you won't always be alone. I kind of created this narrative in high school that I was never the girl that guys liked. I think I've talked about that a little bit on here. Unfortunately, that narrative has definitely shown back up at different times in my life and it's not one I'm proud of at all because I it's not true like if you look at history it's not true even in high school I had like a long-term boyfriend I don't know why that was such this like narrative for me I think my senior year after he and I had broken up I didn't get asked to dances and man People, if anyone is listening to this right now and is either in high school or has daughters in high school, I don't know if there's anyone with daughters in high school right now listening to this, but if you are, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter. I went to my Sadie Hawkins dance in my senior year with my best friend, Katie, and it was so much fun. Like, I don't even remember feeling weird about us going together. And also, yes, I know Sadie Hawkins is when girls can ask the guys but I feel like at that point there was just no one I wanted to ask and we were both just like let's just go together and like let's just like dress up and it's super fun but I looking back I would just tell myself like literally it does not matter if you don't get asked to the dance just go anyway I ended up asking someone from another school to our homecoming dance and then I asked a guy the year below me to prom and I will say like for some time I think that impacted my self-confidence Because it just felt like Why was no one going to take me But it, it literally It just doesn't matter It's just not what's important At the end of the day And, and just again Like what I would tell her is like You're not going to be alone forever You can't predict anything You'll go through more breakups They're going to suck They always suck Like that's not just a you thing to my college self, you don't need to pretend to be like anyone else. Um, In early, early college, I think that I felt like I really didn't fit in because I had just moved to Nashville and I was just this girl from Northern California who knew like no one. And I definitely felt like I needed to be like the other girls, like the Southern girls, like the girls in the very niche sororities. Um, Long story short, I actually ended up becoming a founding member Of my chapter of Cap Alpha Theta on Belmont's campus, which was super cool. Getting to do that made me more confident in myself and that I really could just be my full wholehearted self and people actually like you for that. So just don't forget to be exactly who you are. And even if you're still figuring that out, like you can change who you are as you go. That's okay. But I know like my best friend Christine and I bonded so much over our shared love of like boy bands and Taylor Swift. And if I had been afraid to tell people, yeah, I freaking love One Direction or whatever it is, like I would have never ended up with the memories that I have. And honestly, like our very early bondings, she, Christine, Alexa and I are very early bondings. We're over boy bands. And like, that's okay. And that's funny. Looking back, that's hilarious. But if any of us had been afraid to say the reality of like what we loved and like what made us happy, we wouldn't still be friends today, possibly. So I love that you really knew who you were by the end of college. And I love that like your friends brought out the best in you. And it was such a confusing time. College is such a looking back, it's so much fun. And I wish I had cherished college a little bit more. I was so focused on getting to my career. I did internships and I worked really hard and I still had so much fun. Like I really did. But I wish that I had looked around and stopped for a second and been like, this is the least responsibility you're ever going to have with probably the most amount of fun you're ever going to have. And it's like the first time you're really living on your own and you're figuring yourself out in that sense. And Christine and I were just reminiscing recently just about a silly night where we went out and I ended up like being very sick, but we didn't realize I was sick when we went out. So we get to the bars and we run downstairs because I'm like, I'm going to throw up and like not alcohol sick. And I think she tripped down the stairs. She tripped. No, I tripped a lot in college. One time I fell on our driveway so hard in the pouring rain and she had just gotten broken up with. Did he cheat on you, Christine? She'll text me when she's listening to this But she had had just gotten broken up with Or cheated on or something And I fell so hard And it was the first thing to really make her laugh Since that happened Like college really was the best You create just these memories Of like being an adult for the first time But I'm getting totally sidetracked. To my college self, again, I just love that you really knew who you were, at least with your friends. But also you really needed to stop putting up with shitty men. Like I really needed to put my foot down with guys who didn't see my value. But you know what? I also didn't see my own value at that time. So I kind of understand why I was willing to accept so much less than I deserve. But you know what? We grow at least a little, because to my post-college self, dating was so rough. I continued to accept a lot less than I deserved for a long time. And I, I'm still working on that that journey, if you will. Um, I am dating someone now, and he is so wonderful. But if I'm being completely transparent, I don't think he's ever going to listen to this, by the way. I struggle with even accepting that I deserve him because... It's almost like that thing when you've been in really unhealthy relationships it is hard to accept the healthy ones cuz you're like well something's off right and it's like no what's off is that you've you're used to horrible dudes Um, But back to my like fresh post-college self, those are also very fun years. I was like living with friends and going out a lot and not getting hangovers the way I do anymore and being able to go to Orange Theory the next day. I was so new in my career. And in some ways, though, I had so much confidence. I really trusted that I knew what I was doing. And I love that about myself. I love that about like 22-year-old Erica walking into the On Earth Ryan Seacrest studio and being like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. And I did. And I went from a part-time just phone screener to a full-time producer who was pretty valued on the team. And I'm not afraid to say that. Um, In terms of the men in that time, yeah, the dating was rough and I didn't know my value and I didn't understand how to find men who understood my value. And on the same level, I'm not going to completely blame myself. Because when you get cheated on, you can't make it about you. Like you have to believe that that's not what you deserve. And it was really hard. In some ways. Sorry, I'm going to backtrack for a second. I want to I want to pause on this cheating thing for a second and tell you guys that Tinks has an incredible podcast on cheating that she just recently did. And it's all about how you should not put it on yourself. It's not about you it's about the person who cheated. Like they are going through whatever it is and and it's not about you. And in my situation, it was basically about an insecure man who didn't believe he, didn't understand what he had with me or like how good he had it. And um, that's on him. So, but what's interesting is since listening to that episode with Tanks, I actually was thinking a lot about, you know, that experience for me. And at the time, I was angry and I, yeah, I was just angry and I felt like I had to win. And I'll be honest, like there were things that I did that I did feel like I won. Like I got, I kept the friends who I still love so much. Like if they listen to this, I love you guys and you got me through some of the hardest times. Um, I was the first one to, I guess, I'm like, I was the first one to move on. Like girl, he was cheating on you. He technically moved on first, but I had like a somewhat, healthy somewhat I had my first like I would say healthy adult relationship though it was more of a situationship for outside factors he was moving all that um right after that at right after being cheated on and I'm in ways thankful that I've met that person and he led me to kind of a better understanding of myself and what I deserve and all of those things but what is interesting is I have noticed now in my new relationship that sometimes the feelings and the fears of having been cheated on come back. It's been, I I think it's been three full years. And I've done a lot of work on myself. I've done a lot of work on trusting again and kind of accepting that like not everyone's the same. But but that still can come up again when you get into a new relationship, especially I'm in a long distance relationship. And man, I guess I almost would say to the 20 is that 26 year old who got cheated on like I almost wish I could say work on this now like work really hard to figure out how you feel rather than just masking it in anger and like revenge Um, I weirdly felt really good after the cheating happened because I could tell him well because that relationship wasn't healthy when it was happening and I wasn't super happy and so I was Released from it, obviously, and I was angry, and I could tell him how angry I was. That was the last time I ever spoke to him. And then I moved into this place of like, I'm just going to better myself. And I was working out a lot, and I was going out with my friends, and I was saying yes to everything. And then I met uh, that other guy that I mentioned, where I had a very healthy situationship with. I do wish, in some ways, that somewhere along that line. Oh, by the way, and then that that situationship backed right up to the pandemic and then it suddenly it was the pandemic so like very complicated time. I understand why I wasn't able to fully deal with my struggles with having been cheated on um at the time. But I I wish if I if I'm talking to my younger self, I would just say deal with it as like deeply as you can now because it's hard that it comes up now when I'm nearing 30 and Man, I wasn't expecting to talk about this today. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm nearing 30 and I'm almost now healing from what happened to me while in a new relationship that I really value. But of course, it's hard when you're like, um, and by the way, I'm dealing with having been cheated on three years ago like that. That is a complicated situation. So younger self, I wish you would have dealed with it a little more, but we're doing it now and we're going to be okay. And I'm so sorry that dating sucked so bad for Shadow College. It really... That's kind of when that narrative of like, oh, I'm going to be alone or like, oh, guys just don't like me or don't want to date me came back. And I've had to work and I'm still working really hard on like accepting that that's not true. Um, And my favorite thing that I think also Tink says is... And I'm sure it came from someone else, but it's like, what makes you so special that you out of all the people in the world are going to end up alone? So... Oh man, wow, that was such a rant. I wasn't expecting guys. Sorry. But just keeping it real around here. But I think overall to the younger to my younger self like in so many different eras of my life, I'm just really proud that she knew exactly what she wanted. She was very boldly herself. And sometimes I forget how much just being authentically you is important and like makes you feel good and matters. And part of that is social media loves to remind us or loves to trick us, I guess in a way into thinking that we should all like be the same and post the same kind of content because then it's going to do well. And then we'll whatever, like we should just post what we feel like posting. We should put out there what we feel like putting out there. I don't know, like continue to be yourself, continue to be boldly yourself and continue to like show up with confidence about who you are. Uh, And now I'm just speaking to my current self because it's so easy to forget these things. It's so easy to forget that like every day that you just show up as you means like you're you're winning, like you're going to be happier. I've been really anxious recently. And I think part of that is just dealing uh, traveling constantly and not really feeling settled. And I did that whole episode about um, not taking care of myself recently. And I'll be honest, I failed to like really, really get back on track because I keep getting sick. So I'm working on that. I'm home so much more this month, which is great. And so I've been pretty anxious. And I think that showing up for myself every day and showing up as like the true authentic version of myself every day is going to help. And I just need to be reminded of that. So thanks to younger me for reminding current me of that. And... I just want to remind you guys that like whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever it is you love to do, as long as it's not harming others is, you know, keep doing it because it'll only bring you joy and it'll only draw the good things in your life towards you. So that's, that's my weird ranty message for the day. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Oh my gosh. And also someone created a fake Instagram account of me um, trying to sell, you know, like nudie patooties, obviously not of me, guys. Um, so it's my handle with the underscore exclusive after it. If you want to go report them, if it's still up, I'm pretty annoyed because I've been aware of it for about 18 hours now as of recording this and it is still up. And I've had probably 40 plus, maybe even close to like 60 people report it for me pretty annoying. But I guess that happens when I don't even have like a big falling. I guess that just happens when you put yourself out there in these ways. And uh, suddenly people are like, hey, maybe I can make a buck off of her. But no, thank you. Because everyone, <laughs> everyone that followed texted me like immediately or DM'd me being like, hey, I don't think this is you. And I'm like, yeah, it's not just report it. Um, so hopefully that's gone very soon, maybe by tomorrow morning but you know, it's never a dull moment. Younger me would never think that there are people out there making fake profiles of me. So look at that. Oh, how things change. (laughs) But I love you guys very much. And I will talk to you next week. And I am not traveling this weekend. So I will be a little more refreshed and probably creatively fulfilled. And I can't wait. So I will talk to you soon. Bye.